Thanks for tuning in to the Velocity Church Podcast. Here at Velocity, we love to hear about how lives are changed. And if that's you, let us know and send us an email at amen at findvelocity.org. Now enjoy today's message. If you're just joining us for the first time today, we are in week four of a series of messages called The Proving Ground. And what this series is about is nine tests that prove our personal potential. Now, I recognize not very many of us like tests. In fact, most of us dread tests, but it's in the tests that we grow. It's in the tests that we develop. It's in the classroom that we're developed in the things that God has for us. In fact, I was talking to one of my kids just this past week, and he had a test that he had taken at school and he had missed some on his test and he was feeling kind of bad about that. And I said, hey, it's all right. You know, don't worry about it. That's actually what's helping you learn. You know, the goal isn't to get them wrong. The goal is to get them right. But it's in recognizing where you missed it that you grow and that you learn. And I bring that up because if you're feeling at all like I felt as I'm preaching this, like, oh my gosh, I am missing some things on this test. I am failing this test right now. I want you to take courage because we're growing together. God uses that to say, hey, yeah, this is an area where you are missing it. And I want to help you with that. I'm pointing it out to you so that you can make the necessary change that you need to make. And the thing is, all the stuff that God has for us, the things that he's prepared for us, the the good works it talks about in Ephesians 2, that he's prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. Those things don't happen automatically. They only happen after we've proved our potential to handle those things. You know, just like you might be tall enough, big enough, old enough to drive a car uh, until you study, until you are observed, until you take the test, nobody's going to trust you with that. The law's not going to trust you with that. So it's the same thing where we have to prove our potential to handle these things that God has for us. And we started by talking about the test of small things, how it's in the little things that make a big difference, the small things in our life that we do or we don't do. Those are the things that prepare us for greater opportunities. Last week, we had Pastor Dino Rizzo here. He talked about the motivation test. And the the point is, is are we doing the right things for the right reason? And it's so easy to get off track. And the, the, the point of his message was that every day we're tested with our motives. But if we keep our focus on serving others, if we keep our focus on being a witness for Christ, we're gonna be able to keep the main thing the main thing and have the right heart in what we're doing. Today, though, I wanna talk to you about the credibility test, the credibility test. And the message that I have, I'm probably gonna preach this a little bit different than I normally do. If you are a note taker, you are gonna love this message because I'm gonna give you a lot of things to write down today. I promise you there's gonna be something for everybody. So you better get your phone out. You better get your pen and paper, you know, that we give you. You better be prepared to write something down. I promise you there's gonna be something in this message for you to take home with you and apply to your life. But to get us started, I wanna look at one verse, then we'll look at some other verses as we go through this. But I wanna look at one verse in the book of Proverbs, and it's in Proverbs 22, verse one. This is what it says. A good reputation is better than much wealth. High esteem is better than silver and gold. You know, often, we equate resource with success. Like when we're rich with resources, we think that 
you know, we've achieved some level of success, some level of notoriety, some level of accomplishment. And that's true. But what this is saying is that credibility is a much higher bar to hit than success. It's saying that your trust account is much more important than your bank account. And we're going to look in this today and see how it applies to you, what credibility is, how we can can earn more of it, maintain it, all of those things. And uh, I'm calling this message, if you're taking notes today, extra credit. Because I don't know about you, when it comes to taking a test, I can use all the extra credit that I can get. So we're going to look at this today. I would ask that you would uh, bow your head. It's always my custom to pray. I pray because I know I need God's help. I don't want to get up here in my own strength and ability. So if you would just bow your head with me, I'm going to pray for myself and for you. God, we thank you so much for your word and for another opportunity to come into your presence, to hear your voice. God, we're here because we need your wisdom. We're here because we need to grow. We're here because we want to grow. So God, I'm asking that you will help this morning. Help me to speak clearly. God, use this message to speak to people what they're going through, what they're facing. Lord, show them some areas where they can change and then give them the power to change, God. I thank you that you'll do it. We believe it. And everybody who agrees with that can say, in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, I'm curious, how many of you have a way that people view you that you wish you could change? Anybody have a way that people view you? Okay. Can I say, those of you who don't raise your hand when I ask a question, I have a way I view you that I would like to change. It's the fact that you never participate in my questions. Um, I do. I have, there's a way people view me that I would like to change. In fact, it's, it's happened so frequently, it's started to give me a, a complex. There, there's this one word that people have used to describe me. And it's happened a number, like this very specific word. It's, very, it's kind of a strange word. It's not a word that I would ever use typically. And, and uh, the funny thing about it is people usually say this word as people that don't know me real well, people that have a, a limited uh, capacity of interaction with, with me. But it's happened so frequently. Like I've, I've asked my wife, I was like, is this, like, would you use this word to, to describe me? Is this how you view me? And she's like, no, I wouldn't say that at all. And some of you are thinking, like, what is this word? Is he going to tell us? No, I'm not going to tell you. I hate this word. I don't want you thinking associating this word with me. I'm not going to tell you this word. And some of you, let me just tell you, do not come up afterwards and try and guess what you're going to just see all of my idiosyncrasies and give me another complex. So I'm not telling you, don't guess, just move on. But what I'm saying is, it's really bothered me. I think there's few things worse than having a reputation, having people think things about you that you don't want. Can you agree with that? Anybody ever been there? And I don't know what it is for you. I know what it is for me. For you, maybe it's the fact that people think you're quiet. Maybe it's the fact people think you're loud. Maybe uh, some people think that you're critical or mean, or may maybe you think that you're kind and you give a lot of compliments, but people see you as insincere. It's really frustrating to have people view you a certain way that you don't want to be viewed. And one thing I know is that your reputation cannot outrun your reality. Now, for some of you, depending on the reputation that you're trying to gain or the one you're trying to lose, that can either be good news or bad news. But I know that your reputation cannot outrun your reality. And 
The truth is all of us have experienced moments where we've lost or gained credibility. Like if you've ever made a mistake that caused the people around you to lose trust in you, you know what that's like to lose credibility. If you've ever spent years going to school, earning a degree, earning some license or, or professional license so people can trust you in the career or the work that you do, you know what that's like to gain credibility. And the reason we're talking about this is because credibility is the thing that opens the door for greater opportunities. And in so many ways, all of the tests, the ones we have talked about and the ones that we're gonna talk about hinge on this test, the test of credibility. And the reason this is important is because we live in a credibility deficient culture today. You don't have to look very far to see that people's credibility is in crisis. And I'm not even talking about the media. You can talk about whatever place you get your, what's going on in the world from, but you can just look at the church. Man, there's a lot of pastors. There's a lot of Christians for that matter that profess one thing, but when you look at their life, they're living something completely different. Now, the word credibility, it comes from the word credo. It's a Latin word, Latin for the word believe, to, to believe something. And when we're talking about credibility, really what we're talking about is your believability or your reliability. We're saying that it's your behavior that creates belief. It's your patterns that, that create your belief, your confidence. And so people's confidence in you. That's why the writer in Proverbs says a good reputation is better than much wealth. High esteem is better than silver and gold. He's saying there is a higher bar than just achievement, accomplishment, success. And it's, are you credible? And the first thing I wanna tell you about credibility is this, for taking notes, is that credibility is revealed by what you do how you do it, and how others view it. Credibility is revealed by what you do, how you do it, and how others view it. Now, to most of us, the idea that our credibility comes from other people's perception does not sit well with us. The fact that credibility is established by how other people judge you, most of us bristle up against that idea. We're like, ah, uh, come on. I mean, like, I, I don't care what other people think about me. Like, that's how we live our life. I don't care what they think. Like, you know what? God knows my heart. It doesn't matter what they, and yes, that's true. God does know your heart, but scripture says a lot of other things. You know, Paul wrote in Romans, he says, as much as it depends on you, live it peaceably with everyone. In other words, you have a responsibility and how others view you. When he was talking to Timothy about establishing leaders, he gave a list of requirements and he said, also make sure that the leaders you put in place have a good reputation with those on the outside. So in other words, how people view you, it does matter and credibility isn't how you view you. It's not how God views you. It's established by how others view you. The crazy thing is, is that in our world, perception can be a far cry from reality. 
I mean, is anybody on social media? We see people spend so much time trying to get the right picture, you know, the right angle to create a perception of how they want others to view them. In fact, if you don't know this, I'll just give you like a few pointers. Like if you want people to view your picture well, like first thing is if you're taking a selfie, like you wanna make sure you get the high angle, not the low, high angle. See, if you go low, you get the double chin. Nobody wants the double chin. If you go high, well, then you don't get, the, you get that nice jawline. And then people are gonna, you know, you're gonna look smaller down here. So always go high, never go low. Um, if you wanna make your, your face look thinner, you know, you can uh, just little duck lips. Just, you just kind of suck in a little bit. That, that accentuates your, your cheekbones. Uh, that, that's going to, now, the other thing I should tell you is um, never like take a picture just straight on. Always to the side, always to the side. Makes you look thinner. Now, if you're a female, you wanna make sure you put your hand back here. You really... Um, this kind of curves, makes the booty just really stand in a good way. So, somebody like take it. I told you to want to take notes down on this. You're like, these are some good details here. It's crazy that we work so hard to create a perception. I read this article. Kim K took 6,000 selfies on a four-day vacation. Isn't that crazy? I mean, I don't know why I should expect anything less than the person who put a book out of selfies called Selfish. But... The, the funny thing, though, with the perception, it's not just the pictures that we take, it's the image that we project. I, I look at some, I like to look at people's profiles, like on, on Instagram. I like, like so, sometimes I see, it's the funniest thing because, I, like, I'll look at, and it says, uh, it says, entrepreneur slash model slash actor. I'm like, bro, you are not an entrepreneur. You made a t-shirt with your name on it. That doesn't make you an entrepreneur. <laughs> All you do is take selfies. The only thing that's accurate is you're an actor because you're pretending to be something that you're not. That is the only thing. Or you, you see it and it's like public figure and they've got 13 followers. It's, nobody knows you, bro. This is, nobody cares. But I, I wonder what the gap is between your reputation and your reality. When, when we, uh, a couple of years ago, we started putting our, we switched the school that our kids were in and uh, a couple of the teachers come to the church here and, and uh, we were kind of getting to know them. They didn't know us very well. But a- as we'd put our kids in school, they'd come up to us and be like, your kids are so well behaved at school. They're, they're so kind, they're, they're, they're so thoughtful, and they're so quiet. It's like, a, what, what are the names of these kids again? Uh, are, there, are there two people that share this name in their classroom? Like, I'm not sure you got the right kid because it's so funny that the image we project and, and who we really are. I was like, man, can we homeschool and have you come live with us? Because they are not this way at home. But I, I wonder what the gap is between who you are and how people view you. Because see, credibility, it, it's not built on what we occasionally do or what you wish that you were, your credibility isn't something you can project. Here's what I want you to write down. Credibility is built on consistency and connection. Consistency and connection. It's built on what you repeatedly do within the relationships that you have. Consistency and connection. One good decision and four bad decisions does not produce credibility. At the same time, just because a stranger has never wronged you doesn't mean that you're immediately going to trust them. 
No, credibility is demonstrated over a period of time. And there's three areas where it needs to be demonstrated. It needs to be demonstrated in your competence, in your conduct, and in your character. What am I talking about with competence? Competence is what you do. Competence is established when you know what you're doing. It's when people can trust your work. It's earned when you've proven that you have the necessary skills, knowledge, and habits for the role you're in. But even when your competence is proven, you still have to prove your conduct. Conduct is different than, than competence. Conduct is how you behave. Conduct is your actions. My dad would call this common courtesy. Conduct is how you make others feel based off your presence. Conduct doesn't come from your talent. doesn't even come from your character. Conduct is your manner and your manners. It's how are you when you walk in a room? Are you, you know, greeting people? Are you standing there with your arms crossed waiting for somebody to come up to you? Conduct is the attitude that you work with. Your conduct, it's do you smile or do you have RBF? Resting Bible face, that's what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm really focused, like when I'm reading my Bible, I'm really focused, sometimes I look angry, but I don't know what you guys thought, but I'm just saying, how are you? It's how you do things, conduct, it's the way you behave. You know, what's interesting about conduct as a noun, it's the way you behave as a verb, it's different, it's conduct. Conduct, in physics, that, that means to transmit energy to transmit warmth, to transmit a, a positive charge. I, I wonder, by the way you do things, do, do, are you transmitting warmth, energy, a, a positive charge? It, it, that's how you do things. And there's a lot of people who are skilled in their ability, but not in their personality, not in their conduct. They're good at what they do, but not in how they do it. But the last one is your character. Your, your, your character is never known until it's tested. You know, you might have good intentions, but our intentions are not the same as our character. Character is the moral strength to maintain your integrity when faced with opposition. And you can have all the best intentions in the world, but good intentions don't make up for bad decisions. They don't make up for bad behavior. Now you might think, yeah, I don't know if I really believe that pastor. I mean, I've been doing my business for 15 years. I think my work speaks for itself. I mean, what's it matter? As long as I get the job done, the, you know, my work's, yeah, but if you're a jerk, nobody's going to want to work with you. I was might be like, I don't know if I really believe that. I mean, you know, I, I'm doing the best I know how, like, like I, I'm doing it with a good attitude. I, I, do it as unto the Lord. I'm, I'm trying to make sure that my heart is right in it. I, I, what's, it what's the matter as long as I'm, I'm doing my best? The reason it matters is because none of these things on their own produce credibility. It's only when you put them together that it works. You can be an expert. And if you don't have integrity, if you're a jerk to work with, you don't have credibility. You can be a likable person but if you have poor judgment, 
If you don't have what it takes to get the job done, nobody's gonna want to work with you or wanna have you as part of the team. And too many people want credibility, but they're failing in their competence, their conduct, or their character. Credibility comes from doing the right thing over and over and over again. Let's look at a scripture. I like Psalm 15. David wrote this. He said, Lord, who may dwell in your sacred tent? Who may live on your holy mountain? In other words, God, who can be in your presence? He says, the one whose walk is blameless, who does what is righteous, who speaks the truth from their heart, whose tongue utters no slander, who does no wrong to a neighbor and casts no slur on others, who despises a vile person, but honors those who fear the Lord, who keeps an oath even when it hurts and does not change their mind, who lends money to the poor without interest, who does not accept a bribe against the innocent. Whoever does these things will never be shaken. I like this because each verse carries with it this idea of an ongoing action. He says, God, who can live with you? Who can be in your presence? Who, who can hang out with you? The one who walks. Well, how do you walk? That's not a walk. No, a walk is a series of continuous steps, one after the other after the other. That's how credibility is built. It's what you do repeatedly. It's built from consistency and connection, repetition and relationship. But the third thing I wanna tell you is that what you have to do to gain it, you have to do to maintain it. It has to be gained, but then it has to be maintained. It, it's hard to earn, but it's easy to lose. See, you can achieve credibility. And anytime you set out and achieve something, it brings with it an element of comfort and complacency. The satisfaction that comes from success and the things you work hard for, especially when it's recognized by your peers, it, it can bring with it comfort and complacency. And what I want you to see is that success doesn't prove credibility, it reveals it. It reveals it. It's what you do after you've achieved something. Are you consistent with it? See, I, I kind of think, and it's like if, if you rest in other people's recognition, the comfort of knowing you have credibility can actually create complacency that gradually eats away at the competence that gave you credibility in the first place. It's, it's kind of like, like dieting in reverse. You know, when, when you're trying to lose weight, that's, that's hard. It can be hard to lose weight. You, you have to be disciplined. There's no days off. You're working towards it. But just because you lost the weight, you can't go back to your old way of life. You have to maintain what you did to keep the weight off. Well, with credibility, once you gain it, you have to maintain it. What, what you did to earn credibility, you have to continue to do to keep credibility. It doesn't take that long to blow a diet. And it doesn't take that long to lose your credibility, to blow it. What took you 20 years to earn, you can lose in 20 minutes. 
So that's why I talk about stories from the Bible. That's why I remind you of God's credibility. Look at the way God is in your life. You mess up, he forgives you over and over and over again. You, you need help, God delivers you over and over and over again. He, he gives you grace when you need it again and again and again. The, the way God has established his credibility in your life is because he's consistent, he's faithful. And just like he is, that's what we need to do. That's why you can trust him. He's a faithful God. He's a credible God. Credibility, it's built off observed behavior. Not your intentions. And a lot of people fail the test of credibility with the best intentions. You know, you make a promise, but you can't keep it. Well, I know I said I'd be home on time, but you understand, like, there was traffic and you know, somebody called me and then I had this meeting and, I, you know, it just came up. It happens. Not credible. Anytime you, you make a promise without credibility, the Bible calls that being a hypocrite. You might not realize this, that word hypocrite is actually a Greek word. It's a Greek word for actor. See, in Greek culture, the actors would wear different masks. They'd wear different masks because often one actor would play multiple characters. And what we're doing when we're making a promise that we, can't, we know we can't keep, that we don't have the credibility, you know, we try and add some words to it. We try and twist our words around to make sure we're trying to maintain some kind of integrity. What we're saying is, this is not really me. This is a person I'm pretending to be. And if you look at scripture, Jesus was harder on hypocrites than it was anybody else. In fact, let's look at one of these places. In Matthew chapter five, Jesus said this, don't say anything you don't mean. This counsel is embedded deep in our traditions. You only make things worse when you lay down a smokescreen of pious talk saying, hey, I'll pray for you, and then you never do it. Or saying, hey, God be with you, but you don't really mean it. You don't make your words true by embellishing them with religious lace. In making your speech sound more religious, it becomes less true. Just say yes and no. And when you manipulate your words to get your own way, you go wrong. It's so funny how lots of times we'll add things or we'll be careful and selective in our language just to maintain some semblance of integrity. Uh, I think about it with my wife and she gave me permission to tell this, so. Um, but you know, when early on when we were married, I think she, she felt like maybe kind of guilty about buying clothes. Not that it was wrong for her to buy clothes, but she just felt like maybe she was spending too much money and she was trying to hide it a little bit. And so uh, what she would do is she would buy these clothes, but then she'd leave them in her closet for two months. And then when she'd get ready to wear them, she, she'd pull it out. And I'm pretty perceptive, I'm pretty observant. I'd be like, wow, I haven't seen that before. Is, is that new? She's like, no, I've had it for months. Some of you are like, that's a good idea, I'm gonna do that. No, don't do that, that's wrong. <laughs> Lack of integrity. Well, it's true, but she was trying to hide it. But the point is, what you say needs to match what you do. That's, that's credibility. 
It, if you focus more on protecting your integrity, you don't have to worry about projecting an image, projecting your intentions. Truth is, we do more damage by losing our credibility than almost any other area. Few, few things can hurt you like losing your credibility. Now in saying that, I recognize that your credibility is not always in your control. Your reputation comes from repetition, but you don't always get to choose your, rep your reputation. So what do you do? This is the last thing I wanna tell you. When you focus on your patterns, you don't have to worry about others' perceptions. Focus on your patterns. Are you consistent day in and day out? This isn't about people liking you. Not everybody liked Jesus. There was this one time that Jesus, he had just come back from being tempted in the wilderness. And he came back, he taught in the synagogue. He came in with the Holy Spirit's power. Everybody loved him. In fact, let's look at it. It's in Luke chapter four. It says this, that Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit and news about him spread through the whole countryside. He was teaching in their synagogues and everyone praised him. They're like, man, we've never heard this before. This is amazing. This is awesome. This guy's got power and authority with his words. He finishes up his sermon, but look what it says. When he finished up, all the people of the synagogue were furious at the last thing that he said. They got up, drove him out of the town, took him to the brow of the hill on which the town was built in order to throw him off the cliff. So see, not everybody is going to approve of you just because you're consistent. Just because you're doing the right thing, not everybody's going to agree with you. Not everybody's going to like you. My point is, when your conduct is predictable, your credibility is reliable. It's called laying down a track record. That, that's why I always like to work in a Bible story in my sermon. So you can see how God was faithful with other people. Look at Moses, God used him, this guy who tried to accomplish God's will on his own in his own effort, messed up, killed a guy, ran away from God, old in age, and God said, I'm gonna use you to deliver the nation of Israel. Think about Abraham. God made a promise to Abraham. Abraham didn't even believe it at first, but God was still faithful. Think about Rahab. Rahab was a prostitute. She had a very significant role in helping the Israelites enter into the promised land, protecting them. Not only that, her faith is commended and she's listed in the genealogy of Jesus. God used her and brought her into the lineage of Jesus. You think about Peter. Peter, he denied Jesus. He doubted Jesus. And yet he was the one God used to preach the first sermon that would lead people to salvation in Christ. Paul, Paul was a murderer, killed Christians. And yet God used him to take the gospel to the known world of the time. He wrote two thirds of the New Testament. One of the most significant figures in the Bible next to Jesus. You know, when you look at all these stories of God's faithfulness, what you realize is that God's credibility is the basis for my faith, not mine. 
God's faithfulness in your life is because he's faithful, not because you are. Everybody that God used failed in the credibility test, except for Jesus. But God never fails in his credibility with you. And as much as we talk about how do people view you, really what I want to know is how do you view you? How do you see you? You know, when you place your faith in Christ, God no longer sees you as you see yourself. He he doesn't see you based off your reputation. He sees you based off his righteousness. And it starts with one decision, turning to God and saying, God, I'm gonna align my life with your credibility. 